What is up, fellas? Welcome to the very first ever, the inaugural episode, if you will, of the Bum Phillips Fantasy Football Show. It's Shrum, your host. Um, football is back. Everyone is excited. Amazing game last night. Well, amazing, I guess, if you're if you're a Bills fan or if you have a, a couple certain players on your fantasy team. Not amazing uh, if you're a Rams fan like myself. But regardless, we're happy. Football's back. We're pumped. We've got a great first weekend ahead of us. Some awesome matchups coming up Sunday, Monday night. Great day of college ball Saturday, too. I know most of us will be taking that in as well, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk NFL. We're here to talk fantasy. Uh, on this podcast, guys, I was going to do like a little bit of a draft thing, like where I kind of talked a little bit about everybody's draft and who I thought of the best draft or worst draft. But, you know, I kind of looked at it and I looked at everybody's teams and I just kind of like – I couldn't help but feel bad for all of you guys that like I kept putting at between two and 12, you know, like everyone, your teams are pretty good, but like just kept putting myself at that number one spot. And and honestly, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't in good, in the good nature of my heart, I couldn't just publish a podcast like that, you know, kind of bragging about my team. So I decided not to do the draft thing. In all honesty, guys, like it's just kind of hard. Like it's all judged on rankings at this point. No one's really played a game except for a handful of guys last night. So I, I felt like it was best to maybe save the power rankings for next week once everyone's teams has played a, played a game and everyone has some points and some stats under their belt. Uh, today's episode, I think what we'll do is we're going to just cover Thursday night's game. We'll talk about the teams that had players, how well they did, how well maybe they didn't do, if you drafted Cam Akers in the third round, Mo. Um Maybe you had maybe you had Josh Allen on your team and 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 you're you're happy today maybe, um, but we'll talk a little bit about that, and I think maybe two I will preview uh, the the matchups coming up on Sunday, and Monday night's game. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to talk about teams individually or if I'll kind of look at each game and talk about who has what players and kind of what they need to do to succeed that kind of thing. So either way, it's going to be all right. I think it's going to be cool. Um, I guess my plan for this, I kind of thought about it today at work while I was you know doing nothing um maybe do like two episodes a week maybe try to put out an episode on like tuesday night ish maybe wednesday morning um basically just kind of talk about how the weekend went for everybody uh and then maybe put out an episode like thursday night and that's going to kind of like preview the weekend coming up obviously uh, if anyone wants to jump on the show, be a guest, whether you want to just come on for five minutes and talk about your team or your weekend coming up, uh, trash talk your opponent if you want to say some negative things about the guy that you're playing this week, um, by all means, definitely do that. If you want to come on and, and be on the entire show and talk for 30, 40 minutes with me, then that's cool too. Um, open to anything, so I'm good good with any of that, so just let me know. Whenever I go to record, like I'll always try to put out feelers to see if anyone wants to jump on. I know a couple guys uh, have expressed interest already about coming on, talking some smack, talking some trash. I know Neil was really on a bit of a rampage yesterday. He's been a little bit quiet today, kind of uncharacteristic for Neil, but uh, I think maybe he went a little overboard yesterday. He's kind of calming down a little bit. So, yeah, so we'll get into that. I'm going to look at Thursday's game, and we're going to talk about what players did what and who had a good night, who had a bad night, and then we'll jump right into the games coming up on the weekend and who's going to suck and who's going to do awesome. Let's get into it. All right, fellas, so for the final part of the show, uh, I'm going to talk 
kind of about each matchup that's left for the week and maybe just talk, pick a couple players from each team maybe that I think are going to do well, um, try to call my shots for a couple of you guys, maybe who's going to have good games, bad games. If I get a couple right, maybe you guys will think I know more than I actually do. But if I get them all wrong, it'll probably just continue to think that I know nothing. Um, so I was going to do like a game-to-game recap kind of for the whole weekend. But that would take a little bit more effort. And not that I don't want to make the effort, not that you guys aren't worth it. But it's Saturday night. Actually, it's Friday night, so I'm already lying to you. It's Friday night. I've got to go watch UCF um, beat the breaks off of Louisville. And I also took Boise State to cover the spread. I think it was like minus 16 or 17. So we got to go watch those two games here in a bit. So I'm going to just quickly look at each matchup, pick a few players from each team who I like, and we're going to go from there. So obviously, first matchup up. First matchup, it's, uh, myself versus Jordan, the the Grills. Um, obviously, Jordan's kind of looking to build off of a pretty poor showing from his quarterback. Um, luckily for him, he has his entire team left to play, so he still has lots of opportunity to get some points on the board. Dalvin Cook, I think that game uh, versus Green Bay, I think that's going to be like an absolute. That might be for me, like honestly, like the game. Like if I had to watch one game this weekend. I think I honestly might pick that game just because I think it's going to be like a really kind of bit of an offensive kind of slugfest. I just feel like both teams are just going to throw the ball. I, I think the, the Packers don't really have a lot of options, but like, especially because it looks like Lazard's not going to play. So, but I still think that Rodgers is going to have to try to keep up with an offense that I think is going to be really good this year in Minnesota. So I see a lot of points being scored in that game. So I see Dalvin Cook probably having an incredible game, well outperforming his projected 16.8 points. Um, another high-scoring game that I think Jordan's got a piece in, Keenan Allen uh, playing the Raiders, the, the Chargers, I should say, he's playing the Raiders. Um, those AFC West games, I think any time two AFC West teams play, I feel like you should just smash the over, put your mortgage payment on the over because it's, it's gonna. I feel like it's just gonna just hit. Um, both defenses, I think, are probably not that great. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, I know Neil. You'll if you listen to this, you'll you'll tell me in the chat if Vegas's defense is is really good or not. I don't think that they're anything to write home about. Um, I know the Chargers' defense is pretty poor. Uh, I know they added a couple guys this offseason. Khalil Mack, we talked about that in the chat the other day. Khalil Mack, Jackson uh, on the corner from the Patriots, who's injured. But um, defense is kind of a bit of an afterthought in that division, minus uh, the Broncos seem, seem to always have a good defense. But I still think every game of that division, that's another must-watch game for me. Unfortunately, they're at the same time, so I have to double-screen it. But uh, that's going to be a high-score matchup for sure. Let's look at Jordan's rest of his roster. Pretty much trash, man. I'm just kidding. No, it's gonna be gonna be a good matchup, I think. On the other side of the coin, um, over on my side, let's see who I've got that I like. Obviously, Justin Jefferson. I just talked about that game. I won't go into that. I think he's gonna have a massive game. Jalen Hurts. Uh, I know Corey's gonna have that game on the big screen at his place. Playing Detroit, I think Detroit is probably just. People are really hyping up Detroit. I think it's like a hard knocks rub, but they're really bad. Um, I think this is a great first game for the Eagles. I think the Eagles have an improved offense this year, obviously picking up A.J. Brown. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is just kind of be a little bit more precise as a passer this year. 
hopefully throw for an extra eight to 10 touchdowns on last year, you know, flirt with a thousand yards on the ground. Um, he's going to have a dynamic season. Um, I just think he's going to be a terrific quarterback, or I hope he is because obviously he's my guy. Uh, and then scrolling down, Melvin Gordon going up against the Seahawks. Melvin Gordon is going to have a bit of a big role uh, in Denver this year, I think. He is he is probably the RB2 technically on the depth chart, but I still believe he's going to be involved in a lot of different kind of roles. I think he's probably going to be the goal line guy. He's going to catch some passes, probably frustrate uh, whoever owns Javante. I don't know who it is. We're going to find out here in a minute, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, I think he's going to have a really big game, especially against Seattle. I just think Seattle is probably a candidate to be the – Maybe the worst team in the league this year. I just think their quarterback is play is absolutely ass. So we'll see. Uh, moving on, stories up by about thirty points on uh, Corey right now. Um, both guys still have obviously a lot. Still, both both the stories wide receivers have already gone, so he has a little bit less. Corey has this clean slate minus a defensive player. Um, let's have a look here. Lamar Jackson playing the Jets. For Corey, uh, that could be an absolute just blowout. I think that will be a blowout. The Jets going with Flacco, it looks like, for at least the first week, potentially the first four weeks with uh, Zach Wilson injured. So look for Lamar to just go wild on the Jets. Um, I don't know. I don't know what he'll do. Let's let's give him two two touchdowns through the air, one, one on the ground, and uh, 260 passing yards. So it's going to be a big game. For uh, uh, let's say 200, yeah, let's go with 250 passing yards, 75 on the ground, one rushing touchdown, two passing for Lamar on the day for 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 uh, Corey. So that's going to be a nice week one for him. On the other side, um, I'm watching. I'm going to be watching Brees Hall. I'm going to keep an eye on that for for story. Rookie running back. Obviously, they invested some pretty solid draft capital in uh, Brees Hall. Probably probably the most talked about running back. Uh, out of the draft if it wasn't for Damian Pierce kind of uh, coming out of nowhere in Houston and kind of making waves as a, as the now starter. Um, he looks like he's going to be pretty good. He didn't do much in preseason, but he's an explosive back, and I I do expect him to do big things. Travis Etienne, I'll be watching for him too. Obviously, kind of kind of like his rookie season, even though it's not, he was injured literally all of last season. Um so he's kind of coming in very Ben Simmons like of Travis Etienne could be, you know, quote unquote rookie offensive. I don't know if he's even eligible. I don't know how that works, honestly. And I'm sure there's a number of games eligibility played kind of thing. I don't know if he can win offensive rookie of the year. I don't see why he couldn't. But I think uh, I think Etienne's going to have a really nice game. And uh, let's have a look. Anyone else on Corey's side that I'm liking that I'm kind of watching? James Conner was a guy that I really liked and really wanted to get my hands on. I think he had six, 18 touchdowns last season. Uh, obviously, you'll probably see some regression in that just because 18 is such a gaudy number. But um, playing KC, so that could be a high-scoring game. Uh, Arizona, I think, will lean on Conner a lot this season. Um, and obviously, with a couple receiving weapons out for Arizona, they're going to probably have to Go to the run a little bit, so I do think that Connor is a really nice game uh, there for Corey. Oh, and Corey has the the MVP, Kirk Cousins, on the bench, so you should probably fix that, Corey, because you like that. Next matchup, 
Neil versus Mo. Obviously, Mo kind of uh, had the embarrassment. Mo's first ever season playing fantasy football. So, guys, you know, don't uh, don't be too hard on the guy. He got, you know, Mo. I'll say this, man. Like, you definitely got introduced to fantasy football hard and fast by like that. I think obviously you drafted Acres as your second running back, um, but I th- I want to say it was in like the fourth round or third round. Um, you really get introduced quick to it because you had one of the guys that you had a lot of expectations going into the season for, obviously drafted him pretty high and he put up an absolute dud for you in the first game. So welcome to fantasy football. It fucking sucks. I hate it. Um, but a couple big guys, I, I think Mo, I think you're looking okay though, man. I think you're going to be all right this week. Um, you're running the double tight end. That's an interesting strategy. I don't hate it. I mean, Darren Waller and, and Hawkinson obviously are two pretty high-end tight ends, so you should be okay there. Uh, watch Kenneth Walker. He's got a hernia thing. I don't know uh, if he's, if he's going to suit up or not. I don't know what the latest on Kenneth Walker is. If he for opener, it says, on sleeper. So that, that's, a, that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but I'm liking, I'm liking the double, double tight end. Interested to see what Jalen Waller does uh, in kind of the new revamped Dolphins offense i mean you've got the first season with uh maybe the greatest coach in the nfl mike mcdaniels up there you know probably the coolest coach in the nfl i can at least say that um so how's that offense gonna go how's Tua gonna play with hill well well maybe waddle will maybe obviously last year i would, would imagine he saw probably you know teams really game plan for him but now they're gonna have to game plan for for tyreek so maybe waddle gets a little bit extra room to operate obviously he was amazing last season um, so I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be this season, but he's going to have to deal with some competition from Tyreek for some of those targets, but at the same time, it could definitely have a benefit for him as well. Um, and, uh, what other, what else do you have? Javante Williams, potential league winner. I think Javante Williams is one of the best running backs. I, I love his talent. I think he's so good. That first game against Seattle, that is juicy. Seattle is just, I've, I said it about Melvin Gordon. They're so bad. Um, I just, I think Javante, I think that's a, that's a combination Javante and, and Gordon. I think they both can do well. So I think those are two guys that you can start every week and you can have success from both guys. They're one of those rare backfields that has a little bit of both for sure. Um, on Neil's side of the ball, I don't, Neil, your team is just terrible, man. I don't even want to talk about anybody. I'm just kidding, dude. I'm just trying to get you upset. I know that really made you mad when I said that. So, um, Neil, Neil has a really nice team, actually. I've been looking at some of the rosters. Like, I think I mentioned earlier um, that I was going to do, like, a power rankings, but then it was kind of, like, it was opinion-based, and I didn't want to get into opinions. I want to, like, do more based on performance. So, um, obviously, Jonathan Taylor going up against Houston. That could be a massive game. Houston's another team that's just pathetic. There's a lot of matchups this week where I feel like high-end players are playing absolute garbage teams. Um, that's a perfect example right there with with Jonathan Taylor playing Houston. Um, I mean, just look for him to absolutely just go ham on them. Probably two touchdowns in 112 yards from Jonathan Taylor on Sunday. Um, Russell Wilson in that revenge game against Seattle. That's going to be a big one. Uh, Aaron Jones. How is he going to be utilized in the in the game? Are he and AJ Dillon going to be on the field at the same time? Is that going to take away from Aaron Jones' value? It's really hard to say either way. 
obviously as an AJ Dillon owner, I hope that it does take away from his value because I want AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon to do awesome. Cole Komet, tight end against San Francisco. Sneaky good pick. Cole Komet, I think, is going to be really good. Really only one of two targets in Chicago for Justin Fields. And a young quarterback, I feel like they love that safety valve tight end, and I think Cole Komet has a ton of talent. So a couple of really good pieces here, I think. Uh, I think, unfortunately, I think Mo is in a little tough in his first week. Neil's got a really solid team. Uh, un- underrated, as some people would say. Neil's team is one of the most underrated teams in the league. I know I know he loved that one the other day from Story, so I'll, I'll throw it out there again. Um, so that should be a good matchup, but I think Neil has some really strong pieces, and it's going to be an exciting team to watch. Um, let's go down to the next matchup here. Oh, I clicked off the page. Here we go. Dustin playing the Chubby Pops. Drew, who you got? Drew's got old man Brady. Uh, is this the season for Brady? Is this the year that Brady kind of, you know, Fails to deliver. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I don't know. I I thought for sure he was going to just walk away from the game on top, but he decided to come back. And now it seems like he's having a lot of kind of personal problems. Are they going to bleed over into his game? Probably not. I'm sure he can block it out, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Mike Pittman, Michael Pittman, Pity City. Oh, man, I think Michael Pittman is a guy I wanted so badly in this draft and Drew grabbed him. He's going to be so good, I think, with Matt Ryan in Houston. Uh, just going to be a target machine. They don't have a ton of options on offense, like in terms of the passing game, obviously, except for a couple of the, you know, you know who Pittman, obviously uh, Jonathan Taylor will catch some passes Naheem Hines. But other than that, Pittman is going to be the wide receiver one for Ryan and he is going to just dominate. I think he's going to just do really big things. I'm definitely keeping an eye on him because that was a guy that I wanted in the draft really badly. So I'm, Hoping he crash and burn, he crashes and burns, and I don't have to deal with the the sorrow of uh, feeling bad for not grabbing him. Um, Damian Pierce, I talked about him a little bit. Uh, is he going to kind of fill that Mark Ingram role that he had in Houston last year? Obviously, last year Mark Ingram was terrible, but if you guys remember, he was getting like high twenties in the carries some games, so he was having fantasy relevance simply because he was just getting like force fed the ball. Um, so is that kind of going to be Damian Pierce's new rule? Is, is he going to be, you know, getting 20 plus carries a game as a rookie? Hard to say, but they really don't have a ton of options behind him unless you really think Rex Burkhead is a great option. Uh, I don't, this isn't 2016. So I really am not on the Rex Burkhead train this year he was he was not on the shrankings just just on the outside looking in unfortunately for rex uh on the other side of the matchup dust has a nice little lead he's got a 60 point lead so he's looking to build on that mark andrews the tight end that i wanted personally mark andrews is my tight end one on the season i think he's going to be finish the season as the best tight end yeah above kelsey above above all those guys i think he's going to have an amazing year um Baltimore, like they really, when they were successful with Lamar in Lamar's MVP season, they ran a lot of two tight end kind of plays. And Mark Andrews, I think, will be there. And there's another new fella in Baltimore. I don't want to give out names, but you can you can do research. You maybe find maybe someone will pick him up. It's pretty likely that someone picks him up. But uh, yeah, there's the, you know if they do that, I think that they're gonna have a lot of success. And I think that Andrews is gonna just be a guy that is just fed the ball constantly. Um, 
also on his roster. I haven't really talked about anybody that I think is going to be not good. Oh, there's a fly buzzing around me. Um, Amari Cooper is a guy that I'm really kind of not loving this season. Um, I hate to do it to you, Dust. I should do this to everybody, and I feel bad. But uh, I don't love Amari Cooper. I like. I just don't like have any real feelings for him this season. I think he's got some talent, but I don't love the situation he's in. Maybe if uh, Deshaun could have, obviously, you know, not sexually assaulted several women, maybe he would be the starting quarterback and things would be a little bit different. But uh, I just I don't have a lot of like faith in Amari Cooper this season. But obviously, Dustin likes him. And if there's anything we know is Dust knows football. So you've got to just trust that uh, trust in Dust, I guess, as they say, as they say in the biz. Um, second to last matchup here, guys. Hopefully I'm doing a decent job of this. Uh, we got the, the Battle of the Boyds. Not a single player has played for either of them this week. So this is like – this is the only matchup where – there's no players. They're completely starting fresh on Sunday at two o'clock. Um, what better thing to do than like either, you know, beat your son at fantasy football or, you know, beat your dad. What an opportunity. Uh, both of them are going to come out and have that chance. Let's have a look here. Scotty's got uh, Rashad Penny going on Monday. I think that's going to be a really good game. Like Penny's obviously really injury prone. So he's a guy that kind of does scare me this season, but with it looking like um, Walker's, Ken Walker's not going to play on Monday because of his hernia. I think Rashad Penny is just the guy on Monday. And uh, obviously you're going up against Denver, so it's hard to say. And you could get blown out, so the, the game script might not really favor the run. But I do think Rashad Penny has a pretty nice showing. Um, Mike Gusecki, I'll talk about a guy that I don't think is going to be good this year. Uh, really don't feel like he's... I really kind of feel like he's on the outside looking in, in in Miami, especially kind of with the emergence of Tyreek. I don't know. Like, I know there's been some kind of like I, I saw in here, and I'm, I've just opened it up here. Been some traits kind of uh, speculation for Gasecki. I don't know where he would go, but I guess he's not really been a, a good fit in the kind of the scheme that, um, that, the, that the new coach that McDaniels is running or that McDaniels running. So looks like Gasecki kind of isn't really the – best but who knows i guess who knows what, what happens but he's projected to get less than seven points not a great look for a guy that you maybe want to be your tight end one i don't know if he's got another on the bench he doesn't so that's he's rolling with gaseki so we'll see how that goes but uh mike thomas is i'm actually really excited to see mike thomas i know he's got a, i think he's got a bit of a hamstring thing if i'm not mistaken yeah it's hamstring uh so we'll see we'll see if he can stay healthy He's obviously had some issues. He really hasn't played played a bit uh, last season, but it's it's been a long time for Mike. Um, oh no, he didn't play last season. I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting mixed up. But it's been a long time since he played. What was the last week he played? Week 14 of 2020. So it's been a long time since Michael Thomas really played meaningful football. So we'll see what's there. I don't think he's the you know, potential wide receiver one that he used to be, but I think he does still have fantasy value, but we'll see how things go. Obviously he's got, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league is his quarterback and in, in uh, Jameis, you know, so we've got to think that Michael Thomas has some value because of just amazing quarterback play. That's going to be there. And 
a guy that's definitely not going to throw 30 interceptions this season. Uh, other side of that matchup, Christian McCaffrey off of the injury report. Christian McCaffrey is healthy. Apparently, he got a cleat in the shin and practice on Thursday. I think it was on Thursday. Um, but he's doing all right. He's doing fine now. So, sigh of relief for uh, for Steve. He can kind of breathe at his second overall pick. Looks healthy going into Sunday, so it looks like he'll at least get one game for McCaffrey. Personally, I'm not a big believer in, like, in being injury prone. I don't think, like, the body really works like that. Obviously, like, if you're continuing to re-injure the same thing, then, yeah, that's probably an issue. But some, I feel like some guys just have terrible luck, and McCaffrey's been one of them. I'd love to see him have a healthy season because I think the NFL's better for having a guy like that play and just dominate the way he can. So just an incredible talent. Um, Darnell Mooney, I think Darnell Mooney is a great pickup, great wide receiver. It's going to be a bit of a, a breakout year for him, I think, uh, in Chicago. Um, really talented. Not a lot of options in Chicago, and I think Justin Fields is really going to rely on Mooney. Two young guys who are going to, I think, come up together in Chicago and do some do some good things. Chicago's going to have to build off that, but I do think Mooney has a really nice season. Uh, and Ramondre Stevenson uh, for Steve. I, I, I don't know what to think about Ramondre. Like, I'm nervous anytime that I think about the New England backfield. Anytime Bill Belichick and running backs are involved in fantasy, it makes me really, really anxious because no one ever knows what he's going to do. Um, it also looks like Ty Montgomery is kind of coming into the fold and is maybe going to be like the new James White. So I think if that happens, that makes that would make me even more sheepish on a guy like Ramondre. I feel like I feel like Damian Harris is still like the safest play out of the backfield, but I feel like if Montgomery comes in, that takes away some receptions from Stevenson, and that's kind of despite being like kind of like that big six foot, two hundred and thirty, forty pound guy, he is a pass catcher. So um, I feel like if Montgomery comes in and starts to steal some of his work, it's not going to be good for him. Uh, and last but not least, our last matchup of the week is Joel, old Billy Buzzo, and the Beer Shits. The Beer Shits making his triumphant return in year 12 here to the bum. Uh, going up against Joel, looking for a win in his first week back, you know. Two teams with championship roots, as people love to say in this league. Um, but uh, we got a couple good teams here. Really, I think two of... Maybe two of the better teams. Like, Joel, Joel's team to me is really good. I really actually love Joel's team. I think he's got a lot of talent. A um, couple guys scare me. One in particular kind of scares me on Joel's team. But for the most part, it's really good. Um, mm-hmm. The guy that kind of gives me worry, a little bit of worries is, is Antonio Gibson. Obviously, like, Gibson was bad enough that the team had kind of sent him to the, to the, um, the punt return team or the kick return team in preseason. And unfortunately, well, fortunately for Gibson, I guess, who I think maybe orchestrated the whole thing. Uh, Brian Robinson was involved in a carjacking, as everybody knows, got shot in the ass and uh, is out for like, who knows, maybe five weeks. I think there's talk that maybe he could be back in week five. But I mean, you know, they say that, uh, you know, a shot in the ass is kind of like, you know, it's like a, it's like the Achilles. Like you may not, you might never be the same. So who, who knows? Uh how things could go for Mr. Robinson, but Gibson just really scares me. The team, I don't think, trusts him at all. They were very quick to move on from him as soon as they, like, literally in preseason, he had one 
I think he had one fumble there. Like, hey, you're out. You're you're gone to the kick return team. And last year, I know it was a problem for him too. I had him on my team, and he was an issue. Um, but speaking of guys I had on my team, Austin Eckler, or as Joel likes to call him, Big Nuts. Uh, I think he picked him. It was his first pick. I don't know. Whatever his first pick was. Third? Four. Yeah, I think it was third. Um, Eckler, to me, like Eckler has the chance to be the RB1 this season. I think he's so good. I think he's just an incredible talent. Um, the guy does everything. The guy is just so fantastic. Um, and that game, that game is going to be lights out. So I think Eckler just absolutely goes crazy for Joel this weekend. On the other side, we've got Rob's team, the beer shits. Uh, again, good team, solid team. Pat Mahomes, what's he going to do? He's lost Kyrie Kill. Is he going to be as good? Kind of slipped in the draft a little bit in the rankings this season. Is he going to be as good? Is he going to live up to the Pat Mahomes of old? Or is he maybe going to struggle a little bit without his uh, his favorite receiver? I talked a lot about Allen Robinson already and kind of the worries about him, so I won't get into that. Chris Olave, though, I like him as as in the flex for Rob. I think Olave could end up being the wide receiver one in uh, in New Orleans at the end by when everything's all said and done. Potential offensive rookie of the year, right, right there. I think Olave, just a lot of talent. It's all going to kind of shake down to how how Jameis is. I think Jameis. I'd like to say that Jameis has turned a corner and is going to be more of a conservative, less turnover prone quarterback. But I mean, we know Jameis. We know how he tends to do so. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, so that's kind of the the show, I guess, for this week. Um, obviously, big game Sunday. Hopefully, everyone can make it out. I think we're go- doing it at Corey's place this weekend. As long as there's enough people, be great to have everyone for the first week. It'd be great to see you guys again. You know, it's been so long since I saw you guys. Literally, oh, two weeks. So, um, it's not long enough. Just by the way. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be a great, great weekend. I'm excited. Some football. Finally, we get to watch some meaningful football. Can't wait to throw on red zone and just sit there and like not move for like seven hours. It's going to be amazing. Um, I think next week I'll do a little more organized of a show. This show is a little unorganized. I'd like to write some shit down. I'm really like, I'm literally just going off the computer right here. I'd like to actually make show notes and try to do a little bit more professional like, um, and then I think maybe it'll be like Tuesday. Maybe I'll do a recap of Sunday. And then on Thursday, I'll do like a preview of the weekend like this. But I'll do it maybe a little bit differently and a little more organized. So hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. Like I said before, if anyone wants to jump on a future episode, let me know. We can do it over the phone. We can do it however you want. It really doesn't matter. Um, it's really easy to do. And we can you can jump on, talk trash, whatever. You can take over the show for 30 minutes. I really don't care. But anyway, uh, I'm going to stop this and edit it and throw it on Spotify and all those good things. And you'll be able to listen to these shows, I think, pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. So hopefully you enjoyed. Hopefully it was a good recap. And uh, we'll see you Sunday. So finally, we get some meaningful football last night, guys. Uh, Thursday nighter, Bills, Rams. A lot of people call this a Super Bowl kind of preview. Um, first game of the season. Maybe it's going to be the last game of the season too. Come February, uh, certainly last night it didn't seem that way. If the Rams play anything like that again, they're going to have a really hard time making it to the Super Bowl because that was just atrocious on on their part. 
offensively and honestly a lot of the defense wasn't very good either the bills the bills were the bills of josh allen probably the quintessential josh allen game uh, nearly perfect five incompletions on the night 26 for 31 almost 300 yards and three touchdowns uh, only one interception was really i think on him he threw that pass to jameson crowder and it just was completely the route was just jumped by troy hill of the rams and, and it was taken uh, the one that was to Isaiah, Isaiah McKenzie, I think that was kind of on McKenzie. It was more of a drop that kind of fell into a, a Rams player's hands. I don't know who the player was on the Rams, but um, yeah, it was just uh, just dominance, honestly, offensively and defensively by the Bills. The Rams could not stop them, and they couldn't score. They couldn't keep up with them. I thought this was going to be a shootout, personally. I almost took the over on this game, actually, and I'm really glad I didn't. I don't remember what the line was. I want to say it was 51 and a half. Um, but I didn't take it because I I, I thought I, I thought it was going to be a huge game. I thought this was going to be a, a type of game that's like, you know, 30 points for each team or more and just like touchdown after touchdown. Um, but the Rams didn't look good. The Rams look like a team who don't didn't let their players play all preseason, and this was their first real meaningful action, and they were sloppy. They couldn't get anything done. Um, obviously, next week for the Rams, Atlanta. So we'll see how that goes. But um, the Bills, the Bills are going to just have an amazing year. I think, you know, the media, I think is going to really ride the bills. Um, that's going to get annoying really quick. The bills are not, are not going to be able to do anything wrong all season and everything that they, that they do. That's good. is just going to be magnified and they're just going to be the best team ever. Just seems to be the way it's going. Literally like every media personality on the NFL network and, and those shows are, are picking them to win the Super Bowl. It seems like so bit annoying, but uh, nonetheless, let's get to some fantasy talk. We're not here to, hear me rant about the, the Bills and the Rams. Obviously, as a Rams fan, I'm a little ticked about last night, but, you know, it's week one, so let's get over it. Um, I'm just kind of going to go down each matchup. Not everyone had a player played last night, so I won't talk about a couple matchups. Uh, the Battle of the Boyds didn't have any players. And actually, that's the only matchup that didn't have anybody. Um, don't be fooled by the 0-0 score between Neil and Moe. One of them actually did have a player go last night. We'll get to that. Just going to start at the top here. The Shrum Dog Millionaires, myself versus Jordan's Fairview Fatouche Grills. Um, Jordan obviously started Stafford. That was a late change by Jordan. I know he had uh, Matty Ice, Matt Ryan in all week, just about, and kind of at some point yesterday, he decided to make that change. Obviously, in hindsight, not a good move by Jordan. Uh, Stafford just, I mean, 240 yards, but only one touchdown, three interceptions, fumbled the ball once. Uh, just did not have a good night. It was a really bad night. To me, that's like the floor for Matt Stafford. So the good news is, Jordan, you've probably experienced the worst game you'll experience all season for Matt Stafford. Um, the bad news is your quarterback had a fucking brutal night last night. Um, and maybe you're going to have Matt Ryan on the bench putting up a lot of points against Houston on Sunday. Hard to say, um, but I, I have to think that Matt Ryan certainly eclipses 10.8 points. On the other side of the, the matchup, uh, myself, I had Tyler Higby go. I scratched him late. I scratched uh, Kittle late. I threw in Higby kind of as the last minute um, kind of panic play, kind of a mixture of kind of like being – we were there watching the game at Lions Head, and I was like, oh, I want to have a player on both sides of the ball. And I threw Higby, and I thought he might have a good game. Five receptions, 39 yards. Um, decent game for a tight end, but obviously with the tight end, your, your kind of goal for your tight end every week is to try to find that tight end who's going to get you a touchdown. That usually makes or breaks a week for uh, makes or breaks a week for a tight end. Well, that was like a tongue twister. 
Um, obviously, Higby, no touchdown. So pretty shitty overall game, but average, I guess. Uh, Stefan Diggs, though. Stefan Diggs balled out last night. Eight for nine, nine targets, eight receptions, 122 yards, one touchdown. I believe it was like a 53-yard bomb. He just absolutely burned the Rams secondary and made them look pathetic. Um, no players were left on the bench for Jordan last night, and I had Isaiah McKenzie on the bench who had two receptions for 19 yards and a touchdown. So overall, I mean, no points were really left behind. I, you know, I would never have started McKenzie anyway, but uh, pretty good start to that matchup, obviously. I'm going to do a bit of matchup kind of preview, I think, maybe later in the episode, so I won't really get into who has who playing the rest of the weekend. But obviously, you know, getting less than 11 points from your quarterback going into the weekend is not ideal uh, for the grills and digs kind of, you know, exceeding his uh, projected by, I think he was projected to get about 14 or 15, so exceeding his projected by seven or eight points. Pretty solid, pretty solid game for him all around. Going down to the next matchup, Corey versus Story, the battle of the uh, Ories, I guess. Is that the rivalry? You guys, you're both your names end in Ori. Is that the thing, Story? I don't know. You made up a rivalry thing. I don't know what your uh, grounds for it was. You guys both, uh, I don't know. You both think you're the coolest guys that live in Dartmouth, I guess. Uh, who did you even have, Corey? Oh, Corey had a defensive player go. Bobby Wagner, the Rams' newest acquisition. Pretty good game overall. He had a sack, seven tackles, QB hit. I mean, you know, 11 points from one of your IDPs, that's pretty much all you can expect. As we know, I mean, there's been kind of a lot of back and forth, I think, about IDPs in this league. Um, myself, I've kind of made it known that I'm not a huge fan of them. I think they're too unpredictable. They're too um, – they're, I don't know. They're just too volatile, and they're, like, impossible to get a hold on, in my opinion. And they do make it fun, though. I do like that, like, a, an IDP can randomly have a great game. Uh, so it is kind of cool, but you know, unless you drafted your IDPs back to back in the seventh and eighth round, and I don't know anyone that would be foolish enough to do that. Um, you know, your, your IDPs are probably going to be a pretty average, pretty, pretty mediocre guys, but you never know on the other side of that matchup story had a couple guys just go off both of his wide receiver, his wide receiver one and two got some burn last night, actually. Oh, no, he had Debo in his flex. Good call. That's a good good, smart move by Story, moving Debo into your flex. Never play your uh, your guy in, in the main spot if you don't have to, just in case. But uh, Cooper Cup, Gabe Davis, 26.3 points for Cooper Cup, 13 receptions, 128 yards, touchdown. He was really, like, the only Ram that was heavily targeted. I think Higby had 11 targets. But, like, Stafford clearly has tunnel vision, or at least did last night for Cooper Cup. To me, that's a pick that's just going to be a slam dunk every single week. Expect numbers like that from from Cup, like probably the majority of the season, the way he's been going. Gabe Davis, four receptions, 88 yards and a touchdown, 16.8 points. So that's a really great game, really, from a guy who's really your wide receiver three. You know, he, he's really technically would probably be one of Story's flexes if you really kind of ranked his lineup by uh, – his best players. So really good game, really good game from a guy like that. And obviously he was able to move Debo down to his flex, which allows him some flexibility if he needs to move someone in and out. Um, on the bench, Corey didn't leave anyone on the bench. He didn't have anyone go Daryl Henderson though, did go on the, on the bench for a story, 13 carries, 47 yards, five receptions and 26 yards on the ground. So pretty good game from Henderson. Honestly, he really looked like the only back, 
that was being used. I know Kyron Williams for the Rams got injured early on, and then Akers came in. Uh, we will touch on Akers here in a minute, and Akers just looked absolutely terrible. Um, something tells me he's still banged up, though, so I don't really think that's the last we'll see of Akers. Uh, but, yeah, it seems to be the Daryl Henderson show, and pretty good. All, 13 carries, 5 receptions, so 18 total touches. To, to get that from, you know, a guy on your team that's really like probably what your third or fourth running back, you can't really expect anything more than that. Um, I did hear an interesting stat on one of my podcasts this morning. It was like since uh, 2012, a running back that hasn't gotten at least 13 carries in the first week. Or no, this is, sorry, I got that mixed up. Now I got to go back. Is now I'm going to sound stupid, but ten percent of running backs who finished in the top twenty in the past ten years, only ten percent of them had thirteen or less carries in the first week. So really, thirteen carries is like the bar for one of your running backs in week one. If one of your running backs has less than thirteen carries in the first week, and it's not because of injury, then you're really you know. Odds are you're gonna have that running back's gonna have a really hard uphill battle to kind of be, a, you know, even like a middle of the road RB two for you to finish top twenty. So kind of a little interesting fact, a little interesting kind of number. Thirteen carries seems to be that golden number for whatever reason. Also had the rookie James Cook on his bench, literally had one carry and he fumbled the ball. Not much going on there. I think James Cook will probably get involved. Um, for some reason, they really like Zach Moss in Buffalo, and I personally think that he's really bad. Um, I think he had six receptions for 21 yards or something like that last night, which is obviously very bad, but they kept dumping the ball off to him. But yeah, so story left a couple points in the bench in Henderson, but overall story comes out really great first night. He's up 43 to 11 on C4 on that, on the first night. Next matchup, we had Neil versus Mo. Um, Neil didn't have anybody go, so quiet night for Neil. Neil got, Neil got to sit back and watch the game on his exercise bike down in his uh, basement gym. And Mo, um, hopefully he just shut the game off and didn't bother because if you look, they both had zero points. Um, so they must have not had anybody play. Oh, wait, look, Mo did have someone play. Cam Akers. Cam Akers went for Mo last night. Mo, I I, uh, I don't know what to say, man. Uh, it's... <laughs> That's pretty disappointing. As a Rams fan, I'm I'm incredibly disappointed. And as a fantasy player, if I owned Acres, yeah, I don't know. Zero care, three carries last night. Didn't even get a yard here, according to Sleeper. Three carries for zero yards. So I guess on the bright side, he didn't lose any yards, so he didn't get you any negatives. But yeah, just a just a bad night for Makers. I think I think he bounces back. I think he's just banged up and. They put him in there because they had to. He had to be in there to spell him because I think Kyron Williams, high ankle sprain for Williams, so he's probably done for a little while. Um, so Akers is going to have to play sooner than later, but I just do not think he's healthy. Uh, neither guy had anyone on the bench, but uh, luckily for Neil, um, his opponents, RB2, put up a goose egg. So going to the weekend on a fresh slate, 0-0, you know, can't complain about that. Usually when your opponent has a running back go on Thursday, you're a little nervous maybe, but hold on, need a drink. It's not a uh, propeller pumpkin ale, but it'll do. Uh, next matchup, we got Team Pickle Dust 
versus the Chubby Pops. Dustin versus Drew. Classic rivalry, I guess. I don't know. I guess they just you guys are both. I don't know. You're playing each other this week. You're rivals because story said so. Uh, Drew didn't have anybody go. So quiet night for Drew. I don't even think he had anyone on his bench that was in the game. Nope. Um, but on the other side of the coin, Dust had a couple guys go. He had the Rams defense, who actually was kind of the one. Now, fantasy game-wise, they didn't play very well. But fantasy-wise, they actually had a decent game. Two interceptions. They forced and recovered two fumbles. They got a couple sacks. So it ended up being a 12-point game. And I think when your team gives up 31 points, uh, and you can still manage to put up 12 points defensively like that, fantasy-wise, I think that's a pretty solid pretty solid game. It's about all you can expect. It's actually probably more than you can expect. Lucky he got those fumbles. I think fumbles, I want to say if you force a fumble for defense, it's two points. And the, and the, no, the force is one, and the recovery might be two. So... And the interceptions, I think, are two each as well. So there's where all his points came from. Probably should have been a zero by that quick math that I just did in my head. But obviously, defense managed to make some plays, which got Dustin some points. Uh, Aaron Donald got a sack pretty early in the game, actually. Almost won me some money, but unfortunately didn't. Uh, sack, two tackles, quarterback hit right there. So good game from Aaron Donald. Obviously, a guy that you're kind of relying a little bit on him to get sacks, probably to kind of get you big fantasy points. But... He should do a fair number of that last year, uh, a fair number of that this year, I should say. Sorry, just a year in, year out, dominant defensive player. But Dustin's real star of the night last night was Josh Allen. Obviously went out, picked him early in the draft. I think it was third round he picked him, which was good value. You know, uh, if anyone here is uh, patreon.com slash rankings tier member, you'll know that Josh Allen was actually the number one QB in the rankings. So uh, it was a great pickup by Dustin. Um, I talked about Allen a little bit kind of before I started this. Amazing game from him last night. 300 yards. I know I think a couple other long passes by him were missed. There was one pass, I think. I think I missed it, but I saw the guys talking about it. I saw it was was a long one, I think, to Diggs, and he he missed it. Something happened. So, you know, he probably should have had more yards than that. Probably could have had another touchdown. Could probably could have been way worse than what it was for the Rams and probably could have been better than what it is for Dustin. But um, coming out on Thursday, putting up nearly 60 points on your opponent, that's a great start to the week for Dustin. Drew is in is in deep for sure, but lots of football left to be played for Drew, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. I guess that concludes the review of uh, Thursday's games. I don't think anyone else had – oh, here we go. Never mind. I missed the matchup. Sorry, Joel and oh, sorry, Joel and Rob. I missed your matchup. See, Sleeper doesn't show all the matchups on their website. You have to scroll down to see them. So, unfortunately, but look at that. We get two more things to talk about. So last night, Joel. Let's see who you had going last night, buddy. Who'd you have? Oh, you had Tyler Bass. Okay. So obviously the the kicker for Dub Bills. He had a pretty good game last night. You know, I mean, decent game. Four for four extra points. Had a 40 to 49 yard field goal, put up eight points. That's a pretty average game for a kicker, I feel like. You know, I don't really, I think it's probably like the floor for a guy like uh, Bass on a probably an offense that's going to be pretty prolific. On the other side, it was a kind of a kicker versus kicker battle. Rob had his kicker go as well, Matt Gay. Uh, one for one, field goal, 50 yards. Actually, I think that field goal, didn't they? They said on the broadcast it was good from like 68 yards. So, absolute bomb from Matt Gay. Just got the power. He must have uh, 
Greg Zerline must have left his leg behind in uh, Greg the leg must have left his leg behind in in LA because Matt Gay is just taking taking over. What a what a bomb! Um, and also, who else did Rob have? He's some other guys going here too. We had Buffalo's defense. Buffalo's defense. I mean, three interceptions, seven sacks, nineteen points on the night. So I mean, that's a great. Honestly, that's a great night for a defense. Um, pick six or something. I'm surprised there was no pick six. That seems to be kind of the, the quintessential Matt Stafford, but uh, no dice. But scrolling up, things kind of get a little bit worse for Rob. Started um, started Dawson Knox at tight end. Really bad game. Just signed a massive extension to apparently one of Josh Allen's best friends. And he only threw him the ball twice. So what does that really tell you about Josh Allen, I guess? Um, one reception, five yards. So not a lot there. I think he kind of did a lot of blocking last night. He was kind of playing the role of protector and wasn't really playing the role of pass catcher. So unfortunately, didn't really get involved too much. I don't know if Rob has another tight end on his bench. He doesn't. So he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna ride the uh, Dawson Knox train for a little bit, I guess. But not a great first night from him. And uh, probably more worrisome than Dawson Knox is Rob's wide receiver number two, um, Allen Robinson. So Allen Robinson obviously came over to the Rams this offseason, hyped all camp. All camp, he was best best player in the Rams camp. He looked amazing. One reception, 12 yards. Uh, he was targeted twice. That one was at the very end of the game. It was like kind of like a half-hearted throw, I think, by Stafford into the end zone. Um, obviously if he catches that, we're not really talking so negatively about Robinson, but literally all that money they spent on him and he, he has two targets. And honestly, you could probably call it one target because the second target was kind of bullshit. Uh, really worrisome game for Robinson. I really don't like that game from him. Uh, I would be worried. I don't know. Last year, obviously had an absolutely terrible year with the bears uh, and a lot of people blame Matt Nagy. A lot of people said that it was the coach's fault, but now that he's in there with uh, the wonder kid, Sean McVay, and he still kind of has a dud of a first game. I'll tell you what, Rams nation is certainly panicking. And I think fantasy nation uh, is following suit as well. I mean, obviously it's one game. Um, don't overreact after week one is something I always kind of try to try to preach because so many crazy things happen in week one, but you know, good players play bad and bad players play good. It seems to be week one. There's always a couple. Um, looking at Sammy Watkins, probably, you know, scoring two touchdowns this week for the Packers. But, um, yeah, that's just – that's concerning, though, for Robinson. You want to see something, some life from him. Next weekend, they've got the Falcons. Uh, if Robinson can't have a better game than that, he, he needs to have a much better game than that. If he has a game even close to that, then the panic button needs to be hit on Allen Robinson. So overall, decent night. Kind of the defense kind of saved Rob from a really kind of poor night. But, uh, yeah, some good and some bad for sure in that matchup for, for Rob. But he's got the lead for now. He's up 27, almost 28 to 8 on Joel. So we'll see how the uh, rest of the weekend shakes out for those guys. So that's the recap on the Thursday night games last night. Uh, I'm going to also do, I think, a little preview on each team and who they have this weekend and who I think, you know, maybe he's going to have big games or who isn't going to have big games, that kind of thing. So uh, that'll be next. So stay tuned.